You are listening to First Church Charlotte. Amen. Now, I know most of the time I'm up here, y'all think I'm getting an offering. I'm not getting another offering tonight, okay? It's all right. It's all right. We're going to try to give the Bible and the, the Word of the Lord tonight. Amen? It's good to see everybody here. I was scared nobody was going to show up. I knew Sister Lisa would. I knew she would. But uh, it's good to see everybody. I want us to do something real quick. Where you're sitting, turn around and greet somebody. Bump, fist bump them. Give them a first church welcome. Amen. Praise God. It is good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I don't know about y'all, but I love church. Amen. It is an honor. Our pastor is out of town. Um, he gave me the opportunity to speak tonight. I know he's a little nervous because he don't know what I'm going to say. That's okay because I don't know what I'm going to say either. So I'm going to try to stay close to my notes. All right. So we can get out of here at least in eight minutes. Okay. Sister Helen, go ahead. I knew that was going to happen. I was waiting on her. Amen. Amen. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. It is good to serve God with Charlotte, amen. with the Charlotte church. Amen. Um, it is not, that's not something just, I, I love it. I love it to death. I love our pastor, the direction he is leading us. And I'm going to share with you in a minute something that the Lord put on my heart. And um, if we'll get a hold of it, I promise you it is phenomenal. Okay. It, as a matter of fact, I feel very, very scared about saying it because I'm not, I'm not a prophet, but I feel like the Lord wants to, wants us to hear this, but I appreciate the pastor. I appreciate his family. Um, it's just great. The Bishop and sister Elms are just great people. If you are a guest here tonight, welcome, but come back and meet our pastor and his family. You can't meet a better person than him. Amen. I trained me well in the youth group, as he said. All right. I got to get a little bit comfortable. So I got to tell y'all a story I heard today. Is that okay? There was a young man. He was a very strong football fanatic. So he went and he bought Super Bowl tickets, two Super Bowl tickets at $2,000 a pop. He was all excited. He bought them about two or three months before the Super Bowl came around. So he was looking at the dates and he realized, wait a minute, this is on my wedding day. So he went online to Facebook and he put an ad in the, on Facebook and it said, um, if anyone interested, it starts at 3 o'clock. It's at the First Baptist Church, and her name is Tiffany. <laughs> he wasn't going to give up them football tickets. <laughs> Amen. I told that joke at work today, and nobody laughed, so I'm feeling better now. <laughs> amen, amen. It is good to be here tonight with you people, the saints of God of the Most High. We have a hope before us amen. that's the greatest hope of all. Amen. Um. I, the Lord impressed this on me um, in this study and, and in his prayer time. And um, if we can get a hold of this, it should vibrate within us a strong vibration. The Lord has got a great harvest. Yes. And it's for church, for Charlotte Church. It's for the around the world. But there's something holding it back. We have to get the infrastructure stronger. Uh, Adam, my son, and I were riding down the road the other day, 
And we were looking at all the neighborhoods that are going up on this two-lane road. And we talked to each other and said, you know, this road is not going to be able to handle the traffic. And that's true. Have you ever gone into a bank? And this is a, I mean, a bank, million-dollar bank. You know, they service uh, all the money and everything. And they only have one teller. Uh-huh. Have you ever gone in a grocery store and you get all this groceries and they've got all this groceries, a huge store. I mean, they got all this thousands of dollars worth of stuff and they only have one line open. Oh, look, the church cannot be like that. We have got to get the infrastructure. I believe now look at this, look at this. What are we about a 500 um, uh, person church? The Lord, if he was to bring in 200, we couldn't handle it. I mean, look at this. If he brought in 200, that's to say, right off the bat, there's 30 babies. Can our nursery handle 30 babies? No. What about Sunday school class? Oh, we can't handle it. So God, we're losing a blessing. You know, the God, look at the parking. If he brought 200 more people here, look at the parking. We can't handle it. But we've got to get the infrastructure. In other words, we've got to get on the ball here. Okay? Amen. I'm going to read a long, lengthy scripture. You can please be seated. It's okay. But I just want to share with you tonight what I'm feeling and what I feel like God is telling us. If we will hear what the Spirit is saying, because, I mean, if you look at the preaching, I mean, I saw this and I got the opportunity to preach this. I thought, you know, this is crazy. We've got to hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church today. And get a hold of it. Amen? Amen. And like I said, it is great being here tonight. You know why I'm saying that? Because I might bring the hammer down. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Pastor. And so, uh, <laughs> uh, oh boy. But anyway, we're going to read Matthew chapter 25 and 31. Like I said, you can remain seated. It's a little long. We're going to go all the way down to 30 or 40, down to 40. It's a well-known scripture. Everybody knows it. Matthew 25 and 31, it says, when the Son of Man shall come, and this is Jesus talking, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory and and before him shall he be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats and he shall set the sheep on his right hand but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from this, from the foundations of the world. For I was a hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in, naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when shall we, when shall, when saw we thee a hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, saw thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we the sick or in prison and came to thee? And the, and the king answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Amen. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the presence of God that is in this house. We come humbly before you, Lord. Let us to receive your word tonight. Let it to change us and walk closer to you and give you praise and glory. We ask in Jesus' name. And everybody say amen. amen. I believe in this scripture writing, he's not basically pointing out 
the actions themselves. Okay? He's not really pointing out, hey, you, you, you clothed me. Uh, you took care of me. You, 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 you fed me. I don't think he's really pointing that out as much as he's pointing out. They had a heart to give. They had a heart to reach out. They had a heart of giving, a heart of sharing, a heart of compassion is what he was showing. Because if you read on further down of the goats, they didn't have that. They were self-centered. They were selfish. They, they wanted me, myself, and I. But God was pointing out in this, in this little bit of scripture, I believe, just that he, they, with the heart of the action that they were doing was what he was pointing out, not the action itself. When I first came into the church, long time ago, I'm dyslectic, so I'm, six, I'm 26 years old. <laughs> A long time ago, when I first got into the church, I thought you people were crazy. Still do. But it's all right. I'm one of you. I love what I felt in church. I loved the, the love that the people gave me. They didn't know me. I was from another city, another town, another area. They had no idea who I was, but they loved me to the point that I loved going to church. And it got to a point that I loved serving. I, I went up to the pastor and said, get me busy. I want to do something. He goes, well, we're kind of, busy. Got it, you know, kind of full right now. So well, give me something else. Give me something to do. He said, well, let me think about it. Well, I didn't wait. I went after I got out of uh, off work. I was in the military. I got off work. I drive to the church. Nobody be there. It's okay. I go around picking up trash. I throw it away, get my car, and go back to the barracks. Man, I just like being around church. Something else, another day, I get up, go to the church. All right, the pastor's there. I went in, knocked on the door. Is there anything I could do? He goes, well, they didn't finish picking up all the trash. No problem. I went right and did it. And so as time went on, I began to pray, and it hit me when a preacher was preaching this one scripture, and I'm going to talk about the scripture in a minute. There's this one scripture that got a hold of me, and I began to pray and ask God, develop in me a heart of a servant. And as I grew up, uh, I I took over the youth uh, down there, and we grew, I always taught them, develop a heart of a servant. If you will develop that, your life will be blessed. Now, it's not going to be just roses, but I promise you this right here. You will have a comfort in your soul. And as time went on, as he was developing in me that heart of a servant, yeah, there was problems. I had ups and downs. I had ins and outs. I mean, there was problems in my life. But what happened was it didn't bother me or affect me as much as it should have. I mean, it got to a point where there was a man in church, and it's crazy. He thought that I, he thought that I was his daughter was dating this other guy, and he thought I was trying to date his daughter, and I was far from it. I mean, I had she needed a bag, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> some of that, you know. But after church, I mean, right after prayer meeting, right before church started. He met me outside the prayer room, and he had his sleeves rolled up. And he said, let's go outside. And then this, this guy was a brother in the church. He'd been there a long time. And I'm like, what's going on? So I go walking outside. I could have tore him up. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so I go outside, and I'm asking him, bro, what's wrong? And he was rolling. He's ready to take me on. Now, if I didn't have the Holy Ghost and God working in me, I don't know what would happened. 
like the bishop said, I just had to knock him out. <laughs> but, um, but it surprised me. After, and of course, the pastor came out there and saved him, you know, sent him home, sent me to the office. <laughs> but um, and, and he sent me to the office, and, and of course, he talked to me a little bit. But I told the pastor, I said, I'm not offended. I'm not hurt. It's, it's you know, and through time, when things like this would attack me, it didn't bother me as much. Now, I got irritated. I got irritated at things that just that stupid people do stupid things. And you're like, why would they do? You know, I watched this thing on, on, on YouTube of these guys riding these skates down the walls and jumping off buildings onto things. And I'm like, duh, you're going to get hurt. You know, stupid things. And that would irritate me. But it didn't hurt me and affect me in my spirit. Amen? And so as God developed that, I loved, I began to, to love more and more being around the church. And now I love church. I love my church family. I mean, it would take you a lot to hurt me. Now, don't try. Please don't. <laughs> but, but I'm saying is, it takes a lot to offend me. It takes more than, because I take it as a joke. You're just joking with me, joking with me. If I find out you're not, then we're going to have to sit down and talk. Well, I'll take you outside. <clears throat> but you see what I'm saying? If we will develop that in our hearts and our minds, God can begin to work with us. Because I, didn't, I did not perceive that I was going to be up here. That wasn't my dream. That was, I just wanted to be involved. Keep me busy. You know, um, it got to a point where uh, uh, Brother Lee, who was in the church down there, he and I hooked up and we began to do Bible studies. Um, of course, I got involved with the youth, and I was teaching youth, and so we got the youth up to like 75, 80 young people, you know, pumped up, fired up, ready to go up, and all that good stuff. You know, it just, it was great, but I wanted more, so I became a Sunday school teacher. Now, I'm saying this just to show you that if you have a heart of a servant, God will move you. He will move you like a chess piece to finally get you get to that point that he wants to give you victory. Amen. And so that's what happened. I became a Sunday school teacher. I did bus ministry. That was the hardest. Getting on my Saturdays and going out on bus ministry on Saturdays all day. It wasn't a couple hours. It was all day. And um, so, I mean, you know, a lot of people today, if you go out on bus ministry day, what would happen? All day? No way. I got things to do. Mm, hang on a minute. But that's not what I'm trying to share with you. I'm trying to share with you. We have got to develop that heart of a servant. If I pounded it in enough until finally God brought me to Charlotte. And um, the first thing I wanted to do, I went to Bishop Elms. He was a pastor at the time. I said, I want to do the youth. I am excited about youth. He goes, mm, I'll tell you what. They were building this church. We were over off Howie Circle. We were building this church. And he goes, I'll tell you what. There's a walkway all around this church. He said, we got the, uh, the, the boards laid. He said, I want you to fill it in and level it out. Okay. What does that got to do with youth? But okay. So that's what I did. Out in the hot sun. All the way around. All the way around. A couple days of it, matter of fact. All the way around. I'd come after work and finish it up. Okay, I finished that, all right? Why don't you, uh, uh, why don't you, there's a couple bathrooms back here. I need those toilets tightened down and fixed around the, the baseboard. What does this have to do with youth? He says, don't worry about it. Just do what I tell you. Do, do, do. You see what he was doing? And so he wanted to see my attitude. And of course, I was cool with it. Have you ever sang in, sang in the bathroom? Get back here in the prayer room. Get in one of these bathrooms and sing. It's pretty cool. 
<laughs> Been there, done that. <clears throat> uh, till finally, he says, okay. It was after a Sunday night service. He told me, he said, Brother Ed, he said, I want you to, I want you to fire up our young people. Yes! In the first night, we had a, it, this whole church has changed. Our, our fellowship hall was over here. Our first night, I was pumped up. Man, I had balloons. I had all this stuff ready. I was ready to go. I was used to 60 to 70 kids. Right? Four showed up. <laughs> Brother Nathan, Sister Kelly, uh, Sister Charlotte, Sister Rod, um, Brother Roger. Those are the only four that showed up. Did it crush me? Oh, yeah. But it motivated me that I went out knocking and reaching other. And then we finally built up our young people till we took like 38 or 40 to youth camp that week, I mean, that year. God will move you and move you in places. You just got, we've got to develop that heart, okay? I got to get on here. I'm just, I'm rambling on. I came up with seven things. I'm sorry. Uh, my title is Serving with Joy. Did I, am I too late? <laughs> I probably am. Serving with joy is what my title to my message is tonight. Okay? Isn't that cool? That is so cool. You guys are awesome. Amen. Let's give them a hand. I think they did a great job. Doing a great job. But serving with joy, not frustration, not, oh, i got to go to church again. I'm going to tell you right now, you can ask my kids. I'm excited to go to church every time. And I don't let them lay around. They go to church. Now they've got it in them. You know? Adam, where are you going? I got to go to church. I can practice. Yeah. Diddy, where you at? I'm at work. I'm headed to church. Yeah. It develops. It grows. It's great. It's wonderful. It's awesome. Amen? So I came up with seven things. I actually didn't come up with them. I kind of stole them from another pastor a long time ago. And just rearranged them for my for my my enjoyment tonight. Amen. So we're going to go through seven things of serving. The first thing is the first one is we we are created to serve. Okay, you and I were created to serve. Ephesians chapter two and ten. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God has put in you. And me, a heart to serve. Why are you miserable sometimes? Because you're not serving. Why are you upset sometimes? Because you're not giving. That, that give and it shall be given unto you is not just in money or in things like that. It's in your time. It's in your love. And it's, to me, it's awesome to give. Okay? Amen. So we are created to serve. And God put it in us when he created us. Number two, we are saved to serve. 1 Timothy 1 and 9 says, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, not selfishness, not our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. God didn't save you and me to sit there. Okay? He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't cause a conviction to come over you that you repented. You got baptized in Jesus' name. He filled you with the Holy Ghost for nothing. If he would have, at that moment, you got the Holy Ghost, take you to heaven. Hey, I got one. You know what I'm saying? But he left us here for a reason. 
and a purpose. Okay? He created us for a work in the kingdom of God. If, 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 if God has got this blessing, this anointing, this um, uh, revival holding back because we're not ready for it, we need to get on the ball. We need to start working to the kingdom. We say, well, brother, oh, I'm getting too ahead of myself. We're, you know, we, we got to get involved. And a lot of y'all are involved. And I'm going to say thank y'all very much. But if you're not involved, oh, it is the greatest thing. It will bring joy in your life. Amen. Amen. All right, number three, we are called to serve. Not only are we created and saved, but we are called to serve. Ephesians 4 and 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation, the job, wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, and endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We are called. God put it on us, in us, and He calls us for it. You feel that tug. You feel that, I want to do something. Don't let it just just evaporate within your life. Go and get a hold of it. You say, well, brother, yeah, I, I can't. I don't, I don't, you know. let, me, let me share this with you. If you don't get this, every one of y'all are ministers. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, Rev. You are ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ministers are servants. And he has called us to be a servant. He did not call us to sit there and just enjoy. He, he said in the scriptures, he talked about a little thing about there's a lot at the table eating and enjoying themselves. But where are my laborers? Where are my laborers? Amen? Is this okay? All right, I want to make sure because if not, I need to stop and go on. All right, we're at number four now. We are gifted to serve. And I couldn't find a scripture for this one, so we don't have a scripture. That's all right. We are gifted to serve. And this is why I put this one in there, because this is what amazes me the most. When I was in church a long time ago, there was an, or, uh, uh, an organist, and she was good. She was very good. But she said one day, she goes, I am tired of playing the organ. I don't want to play it no more. And I looked at her, and I said, sister, really? And he, she goes, yeah, I'm just, I'm fed up with it. Fed up with it. I said, well, let me do me a favor. And this is, I, this is honest. I told her this. I said, do me a favor. I said, this week, I want you to pray that God give your talent to me, that I can play that organ for God. And she looked at me. She goes, you don't understand. I said, yes, I do understand. God gave you that gift and you're just letting it go. Come on. Well, that's what's happening with people. They think that, hey, if I can't, if I can't sing like, you know, Brother Melix, which is phenomenal, by the way. And if I can't play the, 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 the piano like Brother Preston or the guitar like Brother Adam or the bass like James or, 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 or yeah, I couldn't think of his name. Can you figure that? Brother Ed. And I mean, the drums, man, if y'all see these things smoking here, man, Don gets these things going here and stuff. If we can't be like that, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do anything. I can't teach Sunday school. Uh, you know, I can't do a Bible study. I don't know anything about the Bible. Let me tell you something. When I went to my first Bible study, I knew this much about Bible. I was scared. But it helped me grow in the scriptures. And I just went as support. 
uh, Brother Lee did the teaching. I just went for support. And then I thought about that. I said, why can't we go and support one another? In these small groups that we're developing, be a part of it. You know, Brother, I don't, I, I don't know. Just go. Support it. That's a ministry. Sunday school. I mean, you know, you don't have to teach. Well, you will eventually, but just go and help around Sunday school. Be a part of Sunday school. There's people in that, that, that amaze me. Where's my three musketeers? Sister Nevette, where are you at? You over here? There you are. Raise your hand. Come on. Come on. She and Sister Justina and Jamila. 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 Is she not here? Okay. Those three ladies, do y'all enjoy the coffee bar? The snacks? I know you do because I watch y'all tear it down. <laughs> These ladies took it on themselves. I didn't ask them. Brother Don, did you ask them? I know the pastor didn't. To clean up after this, after this all over with. These ladies took this responsibility on. Amen. So now when you all take off at lunch and go split out, they're out here cleaning up, yeah. taking care of this. That's a ministry. That's a ministry. Brother uh, Nathan and I on Fridays, we come out here and we pick up the trash and clean up the yard. You know, we do things around the church to take care of the church. That's ministry. You say, well, brother, I want to do something. Show up on Friday morning and I'm going to tell you something. You don't want to ask Sister Tammy what to do because that lady right there will put you to work. (laughs) But there's things around here that can be done. It's just, it doesn't have to be on the platform, shouting, it doesn't have to be all this stuff. It's just being a part of something. Amen? We are gifted to serve. We are gifted to serve. There is something in you. Um, the guy told me one time, or I heard him say this one. He said, if you walk in and say, man, that bathroom's dirty. You recognize that. That's something that's in you. Why don't you help clean it up? Take on that responsibility. We need this stuff. Let me tell you something. When we put 500 people or so in here, and they're in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Listen, turn around one day after the service and look at the pews. I enjoy the coffee. I, I enjoy all that. But I'm telling you, there's, there's, and, and we're not griping. This is mainly church people. But there's trash. Pick it up. Help me out. <laughs> I got to get it cleaned up before the uh, Spanish comes. I'm telling you, there's, there's service. There's a lot of service. There's a lot of things that can be done. Most of all is just get involved. Be a part of something. Amen? Sister Helen, I'm, I'm, I'm hurrying. <laughs> All right, I was going to say something about bus ministry. I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> about van ministry. No, I'm just kidding. She does a great job on van ministry. Amen. Her and her husband. While you and I are, there he is. But awesome, awesome. Um, the fifth one I have is uh, we serve church family. All right, the church needs us. The church needs us. Without us, it would be filthy, parking lot, grown up. The grass is this high. It just looks nasty around here. It just—it doesn't draw attention. It doesn't draw, hey, I want to go to that church. We need one another. Sister Lisa does the uh, prayer list. Um, people in the church that need prayer. She makes a prayer list. She gives it out. And we pray for those people. We need each other. Yes. We've got to have each other. I need you and you need me. Amen. Amen? We need the pastor. 
whole lot. Now, Brother Don, I'm not sure. We'll check that out later. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, we serve the church family. 1 Corinthians 12 25 says this, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should, be, should have the same care one to another. And whether one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. One member be, be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. When you came into the house of God and God brought you and saved you, okay, you became part of the body. You might be a finger, a little toe, uh, an ear, a nose, a mouth, whatever. Um, I, I heard a story just yesterday about a famous pitcher. I can't remember his name now. That he lost. He was one of the fastest pitching uh, pitchers in baseball, and he lost his uh, outside little toe, and it threw his pitching off completely. That he had to quit his career. So don't think just because I'm a little something that you're not important. We are all important. We're all part of it. The world kind of gives us thought and the theory. It's me, myself, and I. Take care of yourself. You know, protect yourself. I'm saying this right now. Minister one to another. Support one another. Help one another. Amen. And I'm going to hurry along here. Give me five more. No, I'm going to say that. Number six, serving makes the life more meaningful. And it does. It really does. It really makes your life more meaningful. 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Did I lose them? Um, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. What you do, God keeps record of it. God keeps record of it. If you think nobody tells me thank you, nobody says anything about you, let me say this right now tonight. I know the pastor will agree with me. I know the, 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 the ministers will agree with me. Thank you very much for your service that you are doing. Ushers, Sunday school teachers, greeters, anybody. Listen, Sister Donna Nasca, raise your hand. Come on, come on. She took it on herself. What, every two weeks? Once a month. She takes and drains this baptistry completely out, scrubs it and cleans it, fills it back up. It takes all Friday morning, doesn't it? She comes on a Friday all by herself. Nobody here to help her. She doesn't. We need each other. How many of you want to baptize in a filthy water? Not me. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I got baptized in an unheated uh, baptistry in February. I came up stammering lips. Woo! <laughs> Okay, I'm closing out. I'll finish it up here. Number seven and last one is we will receive a reward from our, for our serving. Colossians 3 and 23. And whatsoever ye do, do it in heartly as unto the Lord and, and not unto men, knowing that the Lord, he shall receive, of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Jesus. We read that in Matthew. Jesus said of the, of the sheep, Come over here and receive your reward. My Father honoreth you. I'm telling you, we can say thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you. But the greatest thing is when you stand before him and he says, this is the scripture that racked me and got me. And I pray it almost every week, at least once a week. I said, God, I want to hear 
those words more than anything. In Matthew 25, it says, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. The last thing I want to hear is, Depart from me, for I don't know you. But I would want him to smile. <laughs> and say, Well done, Ed Hodge. You have been a good and faithful servant. Diane Hill, you're going to hear that. I believe it. I call her the Queen of Charlotte. She has been faithful for how many years? 102? or No, huh? 103. She was here. I mean, but I'm telling you, the reward of just hearing those words is the greatest reward. You can come up and play. Amen. Serving God is a win-win scenario. So I'm going to encourage you and ask you tonight, examine yourself and ask, what am I doing for the kingdom? If you're not doing anything, find something. Because you see, that revival that God is holding back because we are not able to handle it, that affected me, it hurt me, it kind of stirred me a little bit. We need that revival because we're reaching souls. I want the 200, 100, whatever he has prepared for the Charlotte area, we need to be ready for it. We need to be prepped for it and ready for it. We've got the right stuff. I'm going to tell you all right now, we got the right stuff. We got great music, great screen. We got sound men, video men. We've got the greatest Sunday school staff. We got the greatest greeters, awesome ushers. We got the best saints in Charlotte. We got it. We got it. Now we just need to get involved more, reach more, reach more. Amen. It is a joy in serving. Amen. Let's all stand. Oh, Jesus. This was good to you. Because I'm telling you right now, I enjoy putting it together. I say this from a sincerity. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. You are my family. I know I have another family, but I mean I love them, but I love you guys like crazy. You know? It's just y'all are just awesome. You get on my nerves. It's okay. The guy said one time, Sister Lisa, you see this nerve right here? That's my last nerve, and you're dancing all over it. It's okay. Dance over it. Because it helps me develop to be a better servant. Amen. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Father, we thank you so much for the Holy Ghost and for the opportunity to serve for your kingdom. Help us, Lord, to, to, to break beyond what we are and go beyond, Lord, where you want us to be we can receive that revival. We can receive that anointing, Lord, that you have prepared and set for us today. Anoint our pastor. Lead him and guide him in the word of the Lord. And guide each and every one of us, we pray, God, in safety tonight. We give you praise and thanksgiving. In Jesus' name. And everybody say with a loud amen. God bless you. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If this podcast has blessed you, please rate it with four stars. By doing so, you will help others find it and also bless them. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, come worship with us at 4929. 
North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times and church ministries, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to help support our efforts, text GIVE to 704-445-5353. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come, worship with us.